0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد أفلح المؤمنون الذين هم في صلاتهم خاشعون والذين هم عن اللغو معرضون والذين هم للزكاة فاعلون sadaqallahu alazim most respected students of deen brothers and sisters one of the most common lines that we hear from people perhaps we ourselves uh, often make this statement Or we express things in this manner. And that most common line is that I have a problem. Or there is a problem. Or I am facing a problem. Or how do I solve this problem? This is a very, very common line. Young, old, rich, poor, healthy, sick, anyone and everyone has used this line sometimes in one day many times, meaning the words in whichever way that I have a problem, I want to try to solve a problem, or something or the other to do with a problem. So this is a common factor to everybody. The nature of the problem differs from person to person. Somebody's problem is of one type, somebody's problem is of a different type. Everybody thinks his problem to be the most severe, the most complicated, the most difficult. Sometimes, these are the things that happen. So each person feels that his problem is the most complicated, most severe. Somebody's problem is different, but another person's problem, he feels that though my problem is not the same as his problem, but mine is more severe, it's an ongoing thing. One of our great ulama Mashayikh, he mentioned one incident that one of his family members was very ill. The illness was that there was a severe pain that they were experiencing in the stomach. Some relative of his, immediate family person, she was experiencing a very, very severe stomach pain. So now they tried to treat it by the doctor, etc., but it didn't subside and the doctor said you've got to now go to hospital because this is uh, something beyond us you probably have to do some scans and tests and whatever else and see what's the problem so any case she was in the severe pain and uh, she was brought to the hospital Now, when they got to the hospital they were waiting outside a lift to now go up to whatever floor they needed to get to to go and take some x-rays or whatever the matter was. So while waiting for that lift to come down, when that lift came and the doors opened, so there was another patient that was being brought out from the lift. That patient had suffered some burns and a good part of that person's body was now in this condition that, had been burned. something might have happened, whatever might have happened, person's face, hands, feet, and good amount of the body was in this burns. So can, can we imagine what a severe condition that is? So now this Alim who had taken his relative to the hospital, just in a manner of trying to console her, because when a person thinks about the difficulties of others, then he starts realizing that my difficulties are nothing compared to this person. And as a result, when a person thinks in that manner, he starts feeling a little better about his own condition. The difficulty hasn't gone, the problem is still there, but a lot happens in the mind alone. If a person focuses positively, then the situation might still be the same, but the person feels the pain somewhat lesser. The pain won't go away, but like something has masked the pain to a point. And if a person focuses negatively, that which would have, if we could give it a description, like on the scale of 1 to 10, now if the pain was 7 out of 10, or the person was focusing positively, the pain is there 7 out of 10, but he'll start feeling it maybe 5 out of 10. It's like a person now, some kind of anesthetic has come, some painkiller maybe, has now masked the pain. So the problem is not gone, but something has masked the pain to the point. And if a person focuses to the things negatively, has a very negative approach to it, thinks about it negatively, so the problem is the same, it's a 7 out of 10 problem, but he will feel the pain maybe 9 and a half out of 10, much more severe. So this is often a mind thing of how we want to try and focus on something. As a result, we can either make ourselves feel the pain somewhat lesser. It's still there, but we'll feel it somewhat lesser. Or we can make it such that we will feel it more than what it is. So in order to try and just make her feel a little better, so he... When he saw this patient coming out, she she also saw that patient coming out. So he said to her, that look at this person. This person's whole body, or almost the whole body is covered in this burns. What the cleave this person must have gone through. Maybe that now is on the treatment side of things. So things were somewhat, maybe healing. But uh, what pain this person might have gone through. And currently also, what pain the person might be going through. So he says that the relative very calmly responded. Calmly meaning, very straightforward response, say whatever it is, she doesn't have or he doesn't have a stomach ache, a stomach pain. In other words, what I am going through, this person didn't go through. So my difficulty is more. Now, Whereas the total difficulty could have been far worse for that person. But when a person is in a problem, when a person is in pain, when a person is in a difficulty, then at that time it feels like I am the only person suffering in dunya. Nobody else is suffering. I am the only one suffering. So this is often the situation that we all have some problem, we have some pain, we have some difficulty. This was just something that came up, by the way, about how to focus when there is a problem. That is not the topic that we are discussing. But in any case, if a person makes the mind positive, even in negative things, if the mind is positive, there will be a degree of masking over that pain. Something will come over it. For example, for example, this is not the topic, but since this has come up, a person is in pain. That pain, we are human, we are insan, so we are going to feel the pain. Allah Ta'ala give afiat to one and all. Allah Ta'ala remove the difficulties and hardships of every person. Allah Ta'ala ease the pain and uh, problems and whatever else for, of every person. But dunya is dunya. Dunya has all these issues. So sometimes some pain comes. But if a person at that time focuses correctly that this pain on the one hand i will keep making dua to allah to relieve me of this pain i'll take the steps that are necessary to try and address this and to to treat the problem but in all that while all that continues while the dua continues while the treatment continues i will make sabr on this and the sabr the the reward of sabr is beyond everything. The reward of sabr in one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, وَالصَّبْرُ al-jannah." <الْجَنَّة> sabr, the reward of sabr is jannat. In the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ sabirin." <الصَّابِرِين> Allah is with the patient ones, those who adopt sabr. So I will adopt sabr, and while I'm making dua that Allah Ta'ala release me of this, While I will treat myself to whatever, in whichever permissible manner it's required to be treated, but I will make sabr in this interim period. And the sabr is making me get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So subhanallah, what a tremendous thing that I'm making sabr on this little bit, but what I'm getting rewarded with is beyond my imagination. So now a person starts focusing towards these great benefits of that sabr that the person is making on the difficulty that Allah Ta'ala's closeness and nearness is being attained, tremendous barakat and blessings are being achieved, the special mercies of Allah Ta'ala upon such people, sometimes something has happened which has made a person broken-hearted, happens so often, in different ways, obviously not in haram ways, many people are broken-hearted because of haram, That that is the natural end result of haram, that it will break a person, it will break a person emotionally, Break a person's heart, break a person physically. Allah protect us. Allah Taala save us. Allah ta'ala guide us to stay away from things that are forbidden, haram, all the illicit things. That that is guaranteed misery. But sometimes there are other issues that happen in life which leave a person heartbroken, leave a person in a state of grief, sorrow. So indeed it's a it's a challenge. And we ask Allah for afiat from all such challenges. Sometimes it's some disappointment of some sort, and whatever issues happen in day to day life. So it is a challenge. We ask Allah for afiat. But the thing is that in all this, the rewards that now are being attained, now a person is focusing positively that yes, these are challenges, but subhanallah, what a tremendously great reward I am achieving out of this. I am getting closer to Allah, wa ta'ala. the special blessings of Allah are descending upon me. So, this is after all not in vain. It's not gone to waste. The sabr I made, this difficulty I persevered in, I patiently bore this difficulty, it didn't go to waste. I got a tremendously great return. Umar bin Abdul Aziz, rahmatullahi alayhi, he says that if something has been taken away from one, Allah Ta'ala has decreed that something goes away. Whatever it might be, for example, a person lost some item, something got stolen, Allah forbid. Something else happened, whatever, something got lost, something got destroyed, broken, whatever. Now it's a human feeling that when some possession got destroyed, something got lost, something got stolen. Allah Ta'ala protect us from all these situations. Dunya is dunya. Sometimes these things happen. So, it's a natural human feeling that a person, his belonging, he has some attachment to it. So, that attachment now, when that item got lost, got stolen, he feels some grief, he feels some pain. So, it's a human feeling. It's natural. And more than that, if there was some loss. In the family, a person lost a near one, dear one. So obviously that's a very major thing for insan. That's a source of great grief and pain. So all these are situations that come about in day-to-day life. So now a person lost an item, something happened, something got destroyed, something broke, whatever. And the person felt this difficulty, felt this pain. But then the person got the tawfiq of making sabr upon that. So now something got lost, something got broken, something happened and the person now got the tawfiq of making sabr. So now he says how to understand it is that something was taken, that item was taken. Now imagine something got lost, something got stolen, that item that got lost or stolen was worth a thousand rands. So now it was a thousand rands For many people, the thousand rands might be nothing, it might be just pocket money. But for many people, that might be a very big chunk of their monthly income. Some people, it might be a good amount of their monthly income. So it really puts a big dent on the matters. So now something that item worth thousand rands got lost, got stolen, Allah protect us. But the person was blessed with the tawfiq of sabar. Uh, So first this example, now that item is worth 1000 rand. But now instead of, it didn't get lost or stolen, somebody came to offer us, they said, look I want to buy it, I want to buy this item for 10,000 rands. Now so the item is worth 1000 rands, and somebody comes to buy it, and they say, look please give me this, I'll pay you 10,000 rands. See ten 10,000? Yes, 10,000 rands. Please take it. 10,000 rands. Close my eyes and sell it. So the person sold it. So now that item was very, very uh, long with the person. He became very attached to that item. It might have been something he felt very comfortable using that item. But now suddenly he got an offer 10 times the value. It's worth 1000. Somebody offered him 10,000. So he sold it. So despite that attachment, despite that uh, comfort that he felt using that item, despite it having been long in his possession, And many a person says this is all sentimental value and so on and so forth. But with all that, now when somebody offered him 10,000 rands and now he paid that money, he feels very comfortable about it. He feels very happy about it. He doesn't feel for one moment that I lost anything. He doesn't feel for one moment that I am now, you know, in a state of grief. No, no, he just feels something maybe far away, but that was a nice thing. But he's at the same time very happy. Very happy Why? He's got 10,000 rand in his hands in exchange of that 1,000 rand item. So he feels very, very happy about it. Now, because we can see that this one item worth 1,000 rands went, but in return we got something in our hands, 10,000 rands, cash. So that has masked the emotions of parting from that item. That item we parted from so we were very attached to it, everything else. But now this 10,000 rands cash in the hand has masked that emotion of what we might have felt on the parting from that item. Now the same example is to be understood that Umar bin Abdulaziz, Rahmatullah, a very, very great personality, the fifth of the Khulafa' Rashidin, many have titled him as such. And a person of tremendous taqwa, very, very noble and pers- very knowledgeable, very great piety, piety very great knowledge. Uh, he is saying that if something got lost, something got broken, something got stolen, Allah Taala forbid. And the person was then blessed with sabr upon it. So the sabr didn't come just by the way. The sabr was not something that was a personal achievement, so to say. The sabr was also a gift from Allah Ta'ala. So something went, but something came in return. What came in return? The sabr. Allah Ta'ala blessed the person with the tawfiq of sabr. He says then what came is far, far greater than what went. Meaning the sabr that came, the sabr that one was blessed with, that is such a great gift and bounty that what went, it can't compare to this gift and bounty to even a fraction. So let alone somebody now, 1,000 rand item he gave and he got 10,000 in return. He's so overjoyed with it, he doesn't feel any grief over that item. He heard that 1,000 rand item went, but the person got beyond billions. Just that this is not something we can see and perceive and something we can count in material terms, monetary terms. This is something that we will see the reality of it in the akhirat. We will see the reality of the savr in the akhirat, but it is not confined to that it is not only in the akhirat the akhirat is a reality but the rewards and the benefits and the barakat of that comes in this dunya as well this dunya as well, the barakat and the reward of it comes in this dunya also how it comes? it comes in many different ways it doesn't necessarily come on the spot, it may not come in one day or two days time and it may not come in a way that a person can relate it and link it to that benef- as the benefit of that sabr the person made on a certain occasion. But it comes. It comes in many different ways. And when a person has adopted that sabr, Allah Ta'ala won't allow that to go in vain. person for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, he's adopting that sabr. Allah Ta'ala won't allow that effort, that sabr, this is a very great ibadat, very very great ibadat, and this great ibadat is an ibadat of the heart it's inside, the person is focusing towards Allah, sabr doesn't mean that the person won't feel pain, sabr is that in the condition of pain, a person focuses correctly, Ya Allah, I'm very weak, I'm asking for afiyat, I'm asking for safety, I'm asking for ease, I'm asking for relief from this pain, from this difficulty. But together with asking for this relief and pain, and while asking for it, my heart is nevertheless pleased with your decree. I'm not complaining against your decree, Allah. I'm just presenting my weakness, I'm presenting my uh, feebleness, and I'm begging for ease and afiat. But I'm not complaining against your decree Allah. So that is the reality of sabr. That a person wholeheartedly submits to Allah. Ta'ala. Whatever my Allah Ta'ala has done for me, Allah is the supreme being. Allah knows best. He is Al-Hakim, the all-wise. Allah's every action is filled with hikmat. I submit to the hikmat and the decree of Allah. Ta'ala. Out of my weakness, I beg Allah's help, his afiyat and safety and ease, but I do not complain against Allah Ta'ala. And such a person does not then become overwhelmed, frustrated, or start saying things which are out of line, doing things which are incorrect. No. Such a person remains steadfast, such a person remains calm, such a person remains collected, such a person in that condition of pain and difficulty turns to Allah Ta'ala. And, yes, such a person cries also. Indeed, Such a person cries, they cry in front of Allah Ta'ala. They put their head down onto the musalla in Sajdah and they cry their heart out to Allah Ta'ala. Because Allah alone is the doer. Allah alone is the one who hears the plea of those who plead to Him. So they don't turn their attention to makhluk because they understand that makhluk don't have the solutions. Allah Ta'ala has the solutions. Our khaliq and our creator has the solutions. Yes, after having begged Allah Ta'ala, on the level of means, if we have to adopt some means by asking somebody's help to do something, that uh, if it's a illness, then now we will attend to it by seeking help from a doctor. If it is something that we need to seek some help from some other person for some to assist us in something, to get something done for us, we'll do that. But our attention will be towards Allah. Ta'ala. Our reliance will be on Allah. Ta'ala. Our tawakkul and trust in Allah Ta'ala alone, not in the means. The means are only means. Everything is in the control of Allah Ta'ala. So such a person, that person also feels pain, such a person also feels grief, such a person also feels the difficulties and hardships, but on that difficulty and hardship, on that grief, on that pain, because of focusing the mind correctly, because of focusing the heart correctly, because of turning the attention towards Allah Ta'ala, this is the balm on that pain. This is like a person has some kind of problem, hand, something injured and now it's throbbing there's a throbbing pain then somebody brings some kind of balm antiseptic antiseptic balm and and, uh, something anesthetic kind of balm and they put it over that wound and after a few minutes, sometimes even within seconds suddenly that pain starts easing and then it starts just feeling numb just like something numb in the distance but that intensity of the pain is all gone now if that can happen by means of some balm, then the greatest balm and the greatest reliever of all pain is the connection with Allah. So as insan, he will feel emotion, he will feel grief, he will feel pain, he will feel everything. But his heart and mind will be focused towards Allah. And that will serve as a balm and as a relief. So, in any case, we started off talking about something We started off talking about that problems, everybody has problems. Everybody's problems are different. Somebody's problem is of one kind, somebody's problem is of another kind. One of the things is to always look at those who have more severe situations. We must compare ourselves always with those who are in a more difficult situation. And there's always many, many, many people, in fact the vast majority of people in dunya are worse off than us, are in far more severe circumstances than us. No matter what we think our problems are, the vast majority, there are billions of people who are in far more difficult circumstances than we are in. We cannot imagine what circumstances people are in. We need to compare ourselves all the time with those people. Whatever our own conditions are, yes, we will try to attend to it, address it. We are human, we will feel the emotions, etc. But in all that, we need to compare ourselves with those who are in greater difficulties. Sheikh Sa'adi, he says, I uh, complained about that I didn't have any issues until I saw, I complained about I didn't have any shoes until I saw a person without legs, without feet. Something had happened and his feet had to be amputated. When I saw the person without feet, I made shukr that I have feet. I may not have shoes, but I have feet. I can walk still. This person doesn't have feet. So now, likewise, if we compare ourselves to those who are in more difficult circumstances, and subhanallah, we have to keep making dua for our brothers and sisters throughout the world, What what kind of halat, what kind of conditions they are going through, what heart-rending situations, can we imagine millions of people, what kind of persecution in Kashmir, in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in in Sham, Syria, in the various countries of Africa, where, where things are happening, so many things are taking place, and what kind of difficulties and hardships people are undergoing, we cannot imagine a fraction of it. Now, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with so much. So, while on the one hand, we uh, should be making dua for all these people, doing whatever else we can do, try to help by uh, contributing something for the good uh, conditions to come, or to try and alleviate their pain a little bit. So, whatever we can do, especially dua, very earnest, deep-hearted dua daily for the ummah. And while we're discussing this one, very important point, which is now in line with whatever the conditions that the ummah is facing. One of the very crucial things is that calamities, difficulties, hardships, these descend due to sins. There's a system, Allah Ta'ala's system, that when a person lights a fire, then things start burning. He goes and sets fire to a Dry piece of ground, some grass there, etc. The fire catches very quickly. Now, in that process, there's a house nearby. That house too burns down. Allah forbid. So now, fire will burn because he lit a fire. It burned the house down also. Now he says, "No, but the house shouldn't burn down. I'll light a fire, but the house shouldn't burn. Why is the house burning?" So now, such a person will say something's not right with his mind. He is not sane. That fire in dunya, any person knows, fire burns. So likewise, just as the physical fire burns, sins are also a fire. And sins have the effect of burning. The external fire burns in its manner, sins burn in a different manner. But sins also burn. So, this is the thing now, we have to make a lot of istighfar. The ummah is going through all these halat, it's our sins, my sins. We need to make istighfar. And the ummah at large also, we all need to make istighfar. And istighfar brings down the rahmat of Allah. So one of our great personalities of the current times, very great alim, sheikh, mufti, Hazrat mufti Ahmad Khan Puri sahab, down Barakatuhum, who has visited our shahs regularly, alhamdulillah, he was here in our country not too long ago also, about just a month or so before Ramadan. So he has very strongly encouraged that everybody should at least minimum 300 times daily recite Nastaghfirullah. We are familiar with the word astaghfirullah. So astaghfirullah means, Ya Allah, I am seeking your forgiveness. But the first letter, the hamza, we change it with a noon. Nastaghfirullah. Now that becomes plural. First, astaghfirullah, Ya Allah, I am seeking your forgiveness. Nastaghfirullah with the noon. Ya Allah, we are seeking your forgiveness. So now in that the person makes the niyat of the entire ummah. And says, Nastaghfirullah, Nastaghfirullah, Nastaghfirullah. And he says, minimum 300 times, try for 3000 also. Minimum 300 times in the day, morning 150, evening 150, or one time in the morning. Whatever is possible for a person, easily manageable. But 300 times and Nastaghfirullah 300 times, it'll take 5 6 minutes, 7 minutes at the most. So 2 3 minutes in the morning, 2 3 minutes in the evening, very comfortably it'll get done. So the issue here was again that the pain, the suffering, the hardship we have to make dua for everybody we have to uh, do what we can to try and alleviate the hardship and the difficulty of the ummah especially the thing that we can do is dua and this istighfar with the niyat of this being seeking forgiveness on behalf of the entire ummah so to the extent that this will happen inshallah the problems, the difficulties will start getting relieved in our own life personally the amount of istighfar we make our personal problems will start getting resolved the whole ummah makes istighfar and we are going to make istighfar with this niyad that we bring it on behalf of the whole ummah and we try to spread this the more people that get engaged in this then inshallah the benefits of this will go far and wide and Allah ta'ala's fazl will come just as when fire is lit things burn down when a person starts doing things which are positive, starts putting uh, water around, it cools things down. So likewise the spiritual water. We keep making istighfar, then this aspect of problems inshallah will not be the common word on our tongues. And all the time we are trying to just juggle problems upon problems, that won't be the case. Yes, dunya is dunya, dunya is a place of challenge, all kinds of situations do come about. But a person who is connected to Allah, wa ta'ala, a person who focuses towards the akhirat, such a person, inshallah, will not have these difficulties of this nature where the person becomes overwhelmed and the person can't focus on anything and the person becomes uh, completely bewildered. Allah, Taala make it easy for each one. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships. Grant Afiat to one and all. Allah, ta'ala, grant us solutions from all our problems and difficulties. Inshallah, in this way, we will be able to have that itminan and sukun, the tranquility and peace in dunya, as well as in akhirat. Allah Taala gives us all the rewards and the ability of that of doing what we are supposed to do and Allah forbid if there's some difficulty allah ta'ala bless with sabr and afiyat wa akhir du'awana an rabbil alamin allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakash shukru kulluhu allahumma la nuhsi thana'an anta kama athnayta ala nafsik jaza allah 'anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alaihi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu rabbana walamna anfusana wa illam takhfil lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة آعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآل يوسابج معاين والحمد لله ربنا.